The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. In preparation um, for the sermon today, it... Uh, it was quick. Um, we have a job, and that job for you as deacons, the job for us as entirely as a church, we all, especially here at the 4 o'clock hour and at the 10 o'clock hour, again, we're a different group than there is at the 11 o'clock hour, but most everyone here that we look to, if we turn our heads from right to left, almost everyone does some work in the church, right? Percentage-wise, this is, this, is this is the core group of individuals. Um, I was talking with uh, Brother Tabor, and actually, Sister Melissa here just a couple of days ago. And I was talking about when we're saved, the description that Paul uses to describe us. And our walk and or our pursuit of our walk, you know, working out our own faith. Um, and the description that Paul uses to describe us or describe the action is a lot of times with running or racing. Um, sometimes he's used terminology like a boxer or a fighter, right? And we should run those races. But we're also described as being soldiers. And these are all active, action-centered positions um, or activities. And I think the, the visual that we get when we start reading the Bible and looking how we're described, how we're supposed to be, and when we pull it all together and working out our faith, it's not always just pulling trees out of the yard, right? That's hard work. It, it doesn't say in the Bible, you know, we have to have a beautiful big building like this, right? It's good that we do, but the building itself, as beautiful as it is and as thankful as we are that we have it, is not the church, though we call it the church. So, give thanks that we have it. When we're told to work out our faith, When we're told to be a soldier, how do we apply that to our walk? And I've spoken before about our walk and, and how we should always love our neighbor, right? That's the joke. I, I said that about 50 times during that sermon. Love our neighbor as ourself, right? But we have to study the Word, and we have to take personal responsibility with that to work out our faith. It's not just today that we come here 
Sure, we take what we learn here and we go home with it and we study it and we contemplate it and we meditate on it and then we use it. We're soldiers and we have a choice. We have a choice to make what kind of a soldier we are. If we think about Jonah, he was a soldier, right? He wasn't quite a willing soldier. You have Saul, who became, who was an unwilling soldier, who was turned to a willing soldier, right, Paul? So the most important thing when you think about your walk and your duty to each one of us, that's each one of us church in this location, our local church here, is our response when we're called to do something. So just because we've been asked to do the lawn, that's dealing with the physical building, right? There's good things. I mean, I like the lawn done. I like it when we clean the inside of the church. But that's not everything. Just because we do that today doesn't mean that tomorrow there may not be a need for you to do something else. Which may be above and beyond what you're used to doing. God is good with that. God is good with Again, giving us more than we can handle so we rely upon Him. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So personal responsibility for taking what we learn here and taking what we learn and hopefully with daily reading and studying and using it. Personal responsibility, being a good soldier, I get teased by pastor every once in a while about cryptocurrencies. You know, you've heard about it, the Bitcoin, the Litecoin, the whole funny thing. One thing you need to know about that world is that personal responsibility is defined with like an underline, it's bold, it's italicized, there's asterisks at the end of it. Brother Tabor shaking his head. It's complete personal responsibility. It's like having cash. I mean, if I threw change here on the floor, I'd be pretty confident that nobody would go get it. You know, I'd be able to go pick it back up. But in the real world, if you leave a $100 bill on the ground, how fast is it gone? That's that world. There's deadlines, too. Deadlines in that world which are time-sensitive. It's math. It's computer code. So, at a specific point in time, you may receive something. If you don't respond by that specific point in time, it's gone. There's no emailing somebody and saying, hey, I made a mistake. I don't care how mad you are, how upset you are. There's no emailing anyone and saying, hey, I missed it. Is there anything you can do? The answer is no. The math started and it completed its task. There's no way to go back. It's a done deal. So, personal responsibility with our walk with Christ, although it has nothing to do with salvation, is something similar. 
We are all soldiers in service of the king. And we don't want Christ to return and not to have been doing what we've been asked to do. And at times, you may feel, I guess the only real called person is pastor, right? You feel that calling. You feel called to be a missionary. So who calls you is, Brother Dalton says, hey, I need help with something. Brother Jorge says, hey, I need help with something. Brother Tabor says, hey, I need help with something. It's us working with each other. And it's for the glory of God. We are soldiers. And as I was writing this, I kept thinking about in the service of the King. Come on, every talent I will bring, right? We all know this. I have peace and joy and blessing in the service of the King, right? Um, so we need to talk about a little bit what a soldier looks like. And if you'd be kind enough to pull your Bibles out and uh, turn to 2 Timothy I got mine right here. Second Timothy, two one through twenty six, and I'll read that. I hear those pages. Second Timothy, verse one. Second Timothy two, verse one. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that Warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully? The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider this, I say, and the Lord will give thee understanding in all things, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory." It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun, prof excuse me, but shun profane and vain babblings, 
for they will increase unto more, God, more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one of them that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time to stand here, Lord. Short notice, Lord, and so if I fail in any way, Lord, I I take full responsibility. And it's with great trepidation that I stand here, and I just ask for your guiding hand, Lord, that I may just speak well. And Lord, as long as I read your word, that if that's all I did, it would be pure and perfect, Lord. Just allow me to step out of the way and, and just guide me. Thank you for everyone coming this evening, and please bless our pastor and his wife. In this time, in Jesus' name, amen. So a soldier, which we are, is one who works for the Lord. Working for the Lord isn't easy at times. Working for the Lord means that we should read and study And that we should share the gospel with those. Some like to go out on visitation. Some may um, interact with those, again, they work with. We should all be doing something. Our family members we should be concerned about. Our neighbors we should be concerned about. If you're Jorge, you're concerned about everyone on Santa Rosa Avenue. So it's not, not that you don't get glory from that or give glory to God by making sure the walls don't have fingerprints on them, right? But that's not spreading the gospel. It's great that we're all in choir. It's great that I have a video back there. It's great that we have PowerPoint. That's for our edification and enjoyment, right? We give glory to God when we sing His praises. Those are things the soldier should do. But we're preparing ourselves for battle. We're preparing ourselves for those difficult times. When we meet somebody who who needs you, Lord, Christ, we should be prepared for that. If all I'm doing is um, raking the leaves, which I do or blowing, I I think I do the blower more than anything on a Saturday. If that's all I did, that would not be enough. There will be hardness in those days and in those times when you're really working for the Lord. 2 Timothy 2.3 Thou therefore endure the hardness as a good soldier. It's very descriptive. What's hardness for a good soldier look like? 
Well, we can all think about Rome and what it was like way back then. How hard was it for, for this person who was a Roman soldier? This is the description given, how we should be. I've never been in the military. God bless all the men who have been. I kind of skipped that generation where it was necessary for enlistment or, or called up in a draft. So I don't know. I can only know through speaking. But I did a little reading about this description as a soldier. And a Roman soldier trained so that they could march 18 miles at least a day. March. And you know how long, and you know how long they were given to do that? Four to five hours. That's with your whole pack filled. All your food, your tent, I guess, everything else. I don't know how many pounds that was. Probably a whole lot. But you had to march, march. And then after you got there, wherever you marched to, then you had to build your camp. All I did was move some stumps. Some of these kids move stumps. Any old, older guys out there, move some stumps. Your back might be sore. That was a few hours. Marching 18 hours a day. That's a hard life. Hard life with battles. It was not uncommon for them to go into battle and lose a large percentage of their soldiers. They didn't come back. If you got a wound in your hard life, if it was... Something they could batch. They stuck lint into it with vinegar. That sounds like fun. And then if it was something they couldn't stitch, because they did do stitching and that would have come afterwards. I would have loved to have seen a, 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 an image of it, but the description was, it was a giant safety pin that they'd stick through you because they couldn't stitch it, so they would use these safety pins. Hard life. The better trained you were, the more fit you were, the more skilled you were at battle, the more likely it would be that you would survive. They did things back then like we kind of imagine our, our, the wars we had in, in the uh, revolutionary times here where they would battle in lines, you know. So spears and arrows and javelins and those kinds of things. So I know we talk about strength, but that just doesn't seem like a smart way to battle. Um, God tells us to live our lives as soldiers and that that life will be difficult. So along with that hardness, we will receive trials and tribulations. So you'd be kind enough to flip to John 16, 1 through 3. John 16, these things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. 
They shall put you out of synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. We'll receive those trials and tribulations if we're witnessing. It's getting a little bit different in this country. I think we can all agree. We can't watch television without... We can't watch... I stream, so I, I don't really have TV or cable, so I can only imagine. But even streaming television, where you can gauge what it is that's coming through, even the regular shows have cursing and beyond salaciousness at times you have to turn it off so i don't i don't if you have cable i don't know how you have it cuz what's on there you shouldn't be watching it cuz i can't even watch the stuff i try to choose to watch so if you got regular tv you might save yourself the money and and, and disconnect it so that was a, that's not in my notes here um so, to prepare for battle, so we can make sure we do the best service for our king, we must train. We must work out our muscles. This is description. We are soldiers. To be a soldier, we have to train. Work out our muscles. Obviously, if we have to be able to travel 18 miles in one day, we have to have stamina. We have to develop offensive and defensive techniques. But we have to do it in this. We do it in, in the Bible. When a Jehovah's Witness comes to our door, we should have an answer. If anything, that's a testimony. If anything, if you can get any one of them just to open up their book and you can get them to point to one area, God has the ability to change their heart. That one little drop there can direct them. That was your spiritual kung fu. So you have to have Stamina, you have to have muscles, spiritually speaking. You have to have offensive and defensive techniques. Sometimes that defensive technique is just love. It's also offensive. Love. People can become very angry. Where was I? I was with Matt. I just saw you right over here. We were getting coffee one day at that Rayleigh's over there, and he merely invited somebody to church. That's all he did. Anger. Anger. I mean, this lady's head was going to explode. But he showered her with love. He was kind. He was gracious. He was thankful. said, hey, we're just inviting you. It's all we have to do sometimes. Who knows? Five years from now, that gal may show up at the door. I don't know. It's not for me to judge. 
So we have to build up our offensive, defensive techniques. We have to be able to travel 18 miles. We got to be able to be prepared with all of our own food. Because what did you, somebody read this morning, one of you guys, it was either Dalton or Brother Tabor. God's going to provide for us. So you have to ask yourself, when you leave tonight and you go home, what kind of training are you doing? Because you've got to run. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Right? We have to run. That we may obtain. We're going to run that race. Second Timothy two four. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may excuse me, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Don't let the world get in the way. Don't let distractions like the TV or the computer. Hey, I'm guilty. Ask my wife. I've got this with me all the time. There's not a, I, I, I'm just saying, it's an addiction. It's an idol. I'm not checking Coinbase as Pastor made a joke. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I'm not worshiping that. But I do play with it. And I do have it with me. And I am sending texts and all sorts of things that I, I really don't need to be doing at all times. I could be reading more. I could be studying more. So we shouldn't let our job get in the way. We shouldn't make that an excuse. We shouldn't let our school get in the way. You may choose to go to school. But you don't do it at the expense of studying and training in the Word. Don't let your friends get in the way. Hey man, let's go do something on Sunday. I know that everybody here isn't doing that, but, but it doesn't just count today. Sunday isn't the day I'm talking about. If you have the opportunity to read and study, the question is, is whether you are or not. I know I can do more. Second Timothy 2.4 No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life. Soldier can't be worried about what's going on elsewhere. Soldier's concerned about one thing. Service for the king. So when you try and train, it's tough. Right? Have you ever started a training program? How about exercise? Come on. Raise your hand if you've started. You never, you, Jorge doesn't. He's a shape. He's round. <laughs> Nobody else has started a training a, a program? Exercise? Bronwyn. We go about it wrong. It's not all right now. I mean, when we start something, we're like, yeah, I'm going to be... Do you make a joke. They used to have those solo flex commercials on late night television. This is way back when I used to have that. I used to be like, I can be fit like that guy. 
This is like 30 years ago, right? You join a gym, costs you, you know, a bit of money back then, now it's a lot cheaper. But you go, I almost said religiously, but that's true, you do. You make a religion out of it. And you burn yourself out. Because you do too much at one time. You try to run 18 miles in one day, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, going to keel over. So, we can't expect to lose 50 pounds in one week. We can't expect to run 18 miles in a day. We can't starve ourselves to get into that outfit. Fasting's not bad for you, but I'm talking about, you know, just for an outfit. That's vanity, right? Because you end up going back the other direction when you treat it like that. When you, when you don't really have a process for what you're going to do. And you overdo it. If Brian just all of a sudden one day said, hey, I'm going to go you know, ride a, a century, he laughed. He rides his bike all the time. But I guarantee that if we both did it, and we said, hey, we're going to ride a century, he can do it. He'd be dying by the end. I wouldn't even get a tenth of the way. Because he rides all the time. In basic training, which we have a few military men here, when you get off that bus where you're getting yelled at, sometime in the near future you're running. But you're not running necessarily 10 or 20 miles. They want to break you down. They're not trying to kill you. You may think that they're trying to kill you. They build you up over weeks and weeks and weeks. Eventually you start doing more and more and more. Sheila and Gannon, I don't know if you knew it, but they're, they're running, they're training for a uh, 5K. That's not my thing, I hate running. Running for a 5K. But they have all these processes for it. You have walk a little bit, you run a little bit. You walk a little bit, you run a little bit. There's a whole process for getting to the point to where you're going to be able to cruise and, and run 5K at the end of eight weeks. You told, that's eight weeks. But if I said today, hey, run a 5K, it's not going to happen. I'd be throw up or something. So training takes a decision to be dedicated it takes a process, so when a roadblock comes, you can work through it. It takes personal responsibility. We are talking about it earlier, personal responsibility. It's not a phrase people like to hear in today's day and age. Right? Everybody wants to blame somebody else. If all we come here and we listen to one another and we preach and teach... And throughout the week, if we don't understand something well enough that we can describe it to someone else, who do we have to blame? You going to blame Dalton? You going to blame Brother Tabor? You can blame Lino. He just said amen. 
But sometimes there's complicated concepts in here. Do you look it up? Are you making notes on your sheets? You don't have to have notes in my sheets. I don't, you know, I'm just having fun. But do you make notes on your sheets? Do you write down the word? What, what was that word? I was talking to Jorge just recently, and he said he's got this book on theological definitions. He was curious. Because he's a wealth of knowledge. If you ever have any, ever want to have fun, you want to know how to boil water on coals in a plastic bottle, he's the guy. Just letting you know. Difficult words, they're not in the Bible. We were both talking about it. Bible's pretty easy to read. If you spend enough time in it, Holy Spirit guiding you, you'll start to understand some of those complicated concepts. But we like to use one word that describes all of these words, right? It's like one word that describes uh, um, an ology, a thought, a philosophy. So we bought a book. And now if you ask him those words, he knows them. Except on Wednesday night, we got him with a word. Antinomianism. Now he knows, because he asked, but he could have sat silent. A soldier who gets his duty, here's, here's your list of things you have to do. This, you're going to go here, this guy's going to do this, this is going to... If you don't understand anything, you're dead. You should make sure you do your own due diligence... And study God's Word. It's not a one-day event. It's an all-week event. It's, a, it's, it's easy to say it's an every-moment event. I'm preaching to myself. Like Dalton was saying earlier, are you thankful at all times? The answer is no, we're not sometimes. We're not. We fall down. We skin our knee. We get back up. The point is, is do we catch ourselves? The answer is no. If we're not always in the Word, we're not thinking about, hey, how can, how can I talk to this person who my heart is bent on talking to this person? Am I going to do it? The answer is no. If I'm not prepared, personal responsibility. Philippians 2.12 Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So here's the key point. When somebody asks you to do something that you're not yet comfortable doing because you've never done it before, 2.13, For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do is good pleasure. I can't really think of anybody in here that wasn't used as an example of weakness who became strong through God. Israel, they were the smallest people, the weakest people. Moses, he still had to do his job. He didn't want to do it. He did get some help. God helped him. God will help you through these new things and new opportunities, new growth. 
This church is a little bit different than it was 20 years ago. The community is different than it was 20 years ago. There's just as many people out there who need Christ as there was 20 years ago. They just look different. New people have moved in. Other people have moved away. You look at the businesses in the area. The Gerald's kids go to a, uh, a martial arts studio that was booming with kids ten years ago. They don't have those classes anymore. They don't even teach martial arts instruction the same way they did before. They're a fitness organization. Because there's no kids. That doesn't mean there's not kids in this community, but you look at the demographics here and it's changed. That does not mean we don't need to be out there. It just means the new person sitting in the pew next to you may not look six, seven, eight. They may have kids, so it's not like it wouldn't happen, but they may be 30, 40, 50 years old, 60 years old. Somebody else. We're soldiers. We should be out there. Should be out there and should be in here. We have our nominations coming up soon that you'll be able to suggest somebody to run for an office, a position. It's disappointing to me, and I hope when I say it, it's sorely disappointing for you when somebody says, don't ask me. Is that shocking? Is it? Don't ask me? That's really disappointing. God will give you those powers to do new things, to take on new tasks. If, if you feel uncomfortable or weak, I don't have the time. Consistently giving the word time, consistently in prayer, does a good soldier make? 2 Timothy 2.4 Actually, I just read that one. Sorry. It was 2 Timothy 2.5 And if a man also strive for masteries, is he not crowned? Except he strive lawfully? Speaking in a worldly sense, the soldiers received crowns of leaves and grass. And if you were the guy who made it over the enemy wall first... I'm sure they didn't have to give these out very often, because if you're that guy, you're also probably the first guy who died, right? But if you made it over that wall first, and then got back, you got a crown of gold. They were banking on not giving out too many of those, but everybody wanted to get them. Thankfully, Christ rewards us in a different way, right? We're not going to just get a crown of gold that's going to be left here. So one who follows the rules of the event or the engagement is rewarded. What are the rules in, 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 uh, of engagement here with our walk? I don't need to tell you. You can read it yourself. It's not just coming here once a week. It's not just doing a task here and there. It is making it your life. 
It is making those changes in almost everything you do. We may all be saved here, but we should strive in all things for the glory of God, expecting the greater reward. We'll receive those rewards when you are called and you accept those changes. I made a note on, you know, when he's talking about these things, if a soldier in the Roman army did not follow orders, or if you fell asleep on duty, what would happen? Anybody know? He'd die. He would die. He'd be sentenced to death. If he refused orders, Christ If he refused orders, he would be what? Sentenced to death. If if your troop deserted, one in ten, sentenced to death. Soldier's life is hard. We know this. If we're really living the, the life and walking the walk and talking the talk, which we do to a degree... I can do a lot more of it. I'm always amazed that when somebody comes up and tells me how much they're witnessing. We're talking about a true saint. not talking about somebody who's just knocking on doors so they can get the numbers to go up. We're talking about people who are really working to find somebody and and give them the message and work with them and talk with them, inviting them in. gives me chills. I could do more. I could do more. We could all do more. 2 Timothy 2.5 And also if a man strive for masteries, it is he not crowned. And then in 6, the husbandman that laboreth. Now this is a lot of times talking to specifically to a, a pastor. Um, but it does pertain to us to a degree also. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. We'll get rewarded. We'll suffer. 2 Timothy 7 through 13. I I won't read the whole thing. Consider what I say, and the Lord giveth thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ is the seed of David. I'm going to skip down. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. We're lucky. We don't suffer that much today. I think the tide is changing where we'll suffer more. The question is, is will you be prepared? Are you ready to run the race? Are you working out those muscles? Are you accepting the responsibility for your own faith? We're Baptists here. We're not Catholics. We're not Presbyterians. We're not Reformed people. This is individual responsibility. It's what we believe. A soldier is rewarded, but we are not of this world. We are just in the world. We do it to glorify the king. 
the most perfect and righteous king, the great I am. For without him, nothing was made that was made. John 14.1, it's not a negative story. It's just asking you to work hard, to train more, to not be disappointed, to know that there's a process, to know that you can become stronger in the Word. You can run that 18-mile journey. You can become more defensive and offensive with love. Let your heart not be troubled. It's John 14. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Who's seen the movie Gladiator? Anybody seen it? Come on, don't be afraid to raise your hands. When he was done with service, what did he get? Do you remember? I'm not saying bad things didn't happen to him afterwards, but he got that huge vineyard, the beautiful house, because he was done with service to Caesar. That's junk compared to what we'll get. If your walk with Christ is easy, then you're not walking with Christ. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. You'll go a little bit further, a lot further, if you're studying and deep in His Word. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank You for this time to stand here, Lord. I pray that uh, we all, myself included, Lord, that uh, You would push me to learn more. Push me to study more. Lord, I pray that you just bless everyone in the same way, that we don't just think about what we have to do today, but that, Lord, that we dust off our Bibles, that we, uh, that we research and understand the more complicated things of your word, not because we need to necessarily use it, but that we would be prepared, Lord, that we would be thankful for this opportunity that we would be able to edify one another and lift each other up. And when those opportunities arise, Lord, that we would be a blessing one to another. Because, Lord, we do it to glorify you. And, Lord, we do it for that greater reward. Lord, with you in heaven. Just please bless our service this evening, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.